Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. As your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in a ratings war between WCW and WWF. I think we need to we need to update that. Well, we can't keep calling I, it a ratings I, war. I, I, I've tried before, it's and a, then you 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 uh, you uh, you said nay to that, so I've gone back to. Well, because you always go negative to WCW. It's like a, a rating slaughter. Well, it is. Well, I know it is, but I mean, we're supposed to be like. What do you want me to say? Ratings battle, uh, well, no, which no, I do. Like, uh, uh, you know, there's graps on a Monday, and we're going to talk about it. We're here talking about wrestling on Monday night. Yeah, everybody gets participation trophy. It's sports entertainment now. Okay, sports entertainment. Both shows have made that abundantly clear. Okay, sports we entertainment. Deny that wrestling, sports entertainment on Monday nights. Rolls off the tongue. WCW, WWF, <laughs> Nitro, and Raw. We're, this is the Go-Go Home Show. You guys already threw me off. Of it. I like my Nitro Raw. Anthony Go-Go? Yeah, there it is. Uh, it's the Go-Go Home Show the for governor. WCW as we're entering the week of New Blood Rising. For WWF, we're on the road to SummerSlam. Although you wouldn't know it by matches being announced. Exactly. <laughs> You're so impatient. The one thing you Two know... Weeks. Two weeks. That's plenty of time. You used to get a seven-week build in the old days. You knew every match on the card by the fifth week. And by week four, you're like, can we just hurry the fuck up and get to the show, no, please? No, because they also knew how to space things out back then to where you... They didn't, didn't have two shows. They tell you they you didn't blow your load. That's true. They didn't have two shows. And it's true, but you can blow your Three, load eight. on your legend, your oh. host. And Heat Lover. And Heat Lover. <laughs> and Heat Lover. Joseph Lussell, I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I want you to want me. I knew it. The ch- 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 chosen one, Mike Boobal. I don't give a damn about my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> why? Just why? So, August 7th of the year 2000. Go back and have another baby and get the fuck off my TV screen. Nah. <laughs> nah, bro. You want to fuck Travis Brown? You're not welcome here. That's for the mo- mo- <laughs> the no so. Uh, August seventh, the year two thousand, is the day of wrestling we were going to talk about. It's almost Olympics time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch all the ratings nosedive next week. Yeah, Sydney, Australia. Sydney. Yeah. Good day, mate. Monday. Uh, I believe that's the last one I can tell you where it's from. I don't. Two thousand four. I don't. Athens. Off the top of my, Athens. Okay. Mm. Oh, it was Beijing. 12 was London, 16 was Rio. Then 12 is the best one because it was in London. Just saying. Okay. Uh, Monday Nitro is in Denver, Colorado. It's not London, so fuck it. Fuck Denver. uh, Commentary team is one, Tony Schiavone, Mark Hudson, Mark Madden, and Scott Hudson. I was just going to combine them both. Mark Mark Hudson. Hudson. Mark Hudson. Ace pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. From our ace pitcher, Mark Hudson. He's on. We've been still pitching at this time. Yeah, he would be. He just doesn't work. He doesn't pitch Mondays. Uh, We start uh, up with earlier today with one Scott Steiner showing up and attacking the cameraman filming him because he told him not to film him. And to be fair, he told him. He kept warming and he hit with a pipe. I would listen to that man. I would too. Uh, We see that uh, uh, Nash showing up with a determined look on his face. Looks like he wants Goldberg. What's with like the... Kevin Smith hockey jersey he's wearing. What is he? What is he doing? <laughs> it's, he weird, it's a weird look. He, just is, he, he either wears <laughs> hockey jerseys that are like twenty XL or FUBU, and then Goldberg's showing up asking. That's it. Where, it's this FUBU or like Kevin. Kevin he Smith. actually raided Kevin Smith's from the closet. Listen, to brother. Let me use this. I mean, you ever seen Kevin Smith and Kevin Nash same play at the same time? Nope. 
That's all I'm saying. That's a lot of Kevin. That's a lot of Kevin. Uh, Goldberg showed up asking where Kevin's at as he wants one Nash. Uh, we see commentary talk about how there's a mud pit next to the stage. Yep. Uh, we get a recap of Nitro of the demon setting his casket on fire. It looked what, better in the highlight package than it did live. It uh, really did, as they, they do, always make they sure. they can do shit. With Sting inside. As, but then again, Thunder wasn't live, so you could have done shit then. You know, it's like um, it's like uh, the shot they did of the uh, Inferno match that was supposed to be uh, Sting and Vampiro. Yeah, and how like when they lit the r- ropes on fire on Thunder, like four flames came out. But when they show the highlight package, it's like blazing fire, like a normal Inferno match would look like. And it's just like, yeah, they can work on that. But what we can work on is our first match of the night, as it's the Young Dragons versus the Dark Carnival. As there is... I love that name. The Dark Carnival. It's a cool name. I like it. Like, Yeah. Uh, there's a ladder next to the ring. So of course there is. Is it a ladder match? Uh, Tank Abbott comes out and joins commentary. It's Russo's Wild West. You never know what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, Tank says him and Three Count have recorded a song. Um, it's not finished yet, though. It's not finished. Exactly. Uh, Vampiro with a huge like outsider hedge on Jamie-san. But weirdly enough, Tony was really pressing him for when they get to hear it. I mean, to the point where Tank was getting annoyed. Look, you don't rush perfection. Damn it. Yeah. And Tony was like, hey, I'm just... Uh, Tony, Tony's, to- a, Tony's a big uh, two-count fan, and there was Evan Courageous. Yeah, that guy, too. He's probably hoping Tank takes his place. Yeah. Well, it's a better group. Yeah, well, yeah. it is. Evan Courageous sucks at life. So Vampire with a huge outsider edge on Jamie Son. Uh, Yang tries to do a running Frankenstein off the apron, but uh, over jumps Vampiro because Vampiro ducked. Uh, Demon comes Didn't over. Feel like taking the dump. Uh, Demon comes over and attacks Yang. Jamie Son does a front flip onto Vampiro and Demon. Young Dragons bring in a ladder, and then Kaz tries to do a splash off the top off the top of the ladder. But this is what happens when you don't have somebody holding the bottom of the ladder. As you Kaz decides to just straight fall straight in front of the ladder. It looked painful. It did not look great. Tony yeah. was losing it. Oh, he loved it. Yeah, yeah Kaz just, just fucking eats it hard. Uh, Demon then picks up Yang with a grip press and tosses him to the outside. Uh, Kaz with a springboard in Zaguri onto Muda. Muda with a dragon screw rip to Yang. Vampiro and Demon take out Jamieson and Kaz as Muda sprays the green mist into Yang. Muda hits his moonsault for the win. Yeah, when Kaz hit that bomb, I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> he ate it. Did you guys not see Johnny the Bull? Can we stop doing this shit? Either have somebody there or don't fucking do the move. It, it, because the, the ladder slipped from him. He, like, jumped. But it's one of those things that the ladder moved as oh. he was still trying to elevate himself. I bet I could split my dick in the front instead of the back like you did. Jesus Bam. Christ. Um, yeah, I got an idea. This was nuts. Uh, after the match, Sting's, the lights go out and Sting's music hits as he runs down to attack the Dark Carnival with a bat. I don't like the lightning thing they do with this shit, though. With Sting? It's weird. I don't like it. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind the... Is it the lighting or the sound at the beginning of the... Episode? The lighting. Okay. I don't mind it because they put the sound of lightning at the beginning of the music. Um, if it was just like they hit the music, is he, is he still coming out to Metallica? It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but for the cock, it's still it's yeah, his the theme. The cock, it's the old. It makes sense. Yeah. Thank for, God. Yeah. Uh, I like, the, the, I like uh, this thing music. On the one I watch, it's Metallica. Yeah. So it's the the lightning Which I love that thing. Doctor Stark. There it is. You you know you're Metallica. I know it. 
You're gay, Corey? I'm all right. Yeah, all right. I'm ready cool, to cool, go. Cool. cool. Uh, Sting grabs the mic, and uh, he says that it's he's... showtime, folks. It's showtime. Did I get it? He came to Nitro for a fight. He says he uh, that three out of the four... Um, oh, uh, that he wants Goldberg tonight, and he won't leave the ring. <laughs> he's feuding with like eight people. Yeah. And then <laughs> they go to commercial. And then Tony says, hey, on, there's something going on backstage between Nash and Goldberg. Then we go to commercial. We, during the break, we find out that Goldberg separated uh, Nash and uh, Goldberg in the back. And the Sting's like, all right, I guess I'm leaving. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> and he just leaves. But then once really Scott, committed to it, Sting. <laughs> but uh, Steiner comes in to add during the attacks Nash and then separates. Sting leaves, and then Scott comes out. Steiner says that Sting's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, and Sting's going to have to find out how to take the pipe out of his ass. I damn it, Sting's feeding with nine people. Yep. And then Steve, Ric Flair? <laughs> Steiner, well, Flair's gone. You got to fill the gap there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Steiner always better, so it checks out. Steiner attacks Sting with the pipe. They go in the ring, and Steiner hits Sting with the with his bat. Steiner then chokes out uh, Sting with his bat, and then Steiner yells at some fans. Goddamn, by this point on Thunder, Sting's going to start a few with a crowbar. So, those fans in the front row, what are you doing Screaming at Scott Steiner with anger in your voice. No, not me. I would say, Mr. Steiner, sir, I think you're doing fantastic. Like, you can boo. Great work. Right? He'll just heal it up. But if you start, like, swearing at him, getting, like, like violent about it, he's going to punch you in the face. You fucking Roy Dick. Like, what are you doing? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'd, nope. Nothing. Fuck, man. No way. Mm-hmm. Nope. Then we get a promo from the cat. Cat says if Nash and Goldberg try to tell uh Mess up their show. He won't send them home because they'll get paid. So here to send them to jail. That's rude. Cat brings up Big Papa Dump and tells them that uh, Steiner will have a match tonight against Sting on a pipe on a pole match. He's getting desperate. Every week there's multiple pole matches. There are, there the are. pole itself is a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so. At this point, I'm beginning to think the poles under contract and getting paid for each match. Has to, the the pole. He's on a the pole's, the pole's been named Alex Wright. The the pole has uh, held uh, WCW hostage. Um, the pole is Travis Tritt. Yep. Cat <laughs> uh, wants to dance, but Lance Storm comes out. Storm wants to co- uh, wants the cat to book him a match that he deserves, and it's against Booker T for the title. What did I say last week? He's not wrong. He's not it's wrong. Like, you called they, it last they week. Have to do this, and boom. Storm says that the Canadian fans want to see it and the U.S. fans are against it. I mean, you can't say he doesn't deserve it after the last three right. weeks. Yep. <laughs> Storm says that he wants to be the first ever Grand Slam champion. Cat um, wow. says, uh, let's ask the fans. And the fans just boo. Cat then says he wants Booker T to kick his ass. So the match is happening? So immediately he goes against what the fans want. Yeah. What do the fans want? Against everything. Sting, what do you, you want? want? You want Henning? We can sign Henning for you. <laughs> are you are you pointing at Xbox? We'll give you six. We'll give you six. You want Alex Wright? Alex Wright? By the way, God, what I wouldn't give to go back to those fucking days in this I company. I miss those days. <laughs> with a... It's never been said in this, except for now that you miss J.J. Dillon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. I want all the J.J. Dillon right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> give me the bull... Give me, the, give me Renegade. Give me the amazing French Canadians. Just, just yes, just all. Give of me it. public enemy. Give right. me I'll the do, shark. I'll do a worldwide ninety-seven uh, recap show yeah. at this point. At this rate, yes. 
Give me all the public enemy matches you can bluster. Yeah. Ugh. We got a commentary. My favorite part is this. Billy Kidman's there, and they're like, Billy's here, but we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> so, like, he's been they do this, like, a few times, like, throughout the week. Like, they would just come out for personal selfies at the booth. I'm like, what, yeah. is, what is happening? And they're like, Billy, uh, we, we have to run down what just happened backstage. Moments ago. Moments ago. But you can, <laughs> you talk. Uh, Billy says that his actions against Tori Wilson has gone too personal, he says. He declares that tonight will be uh, Tori Wilson Appreciation Night. And that, and it's in his way to say. To me, every night is Tori Wilson Appreciation Night. In this way for him, it's for him to say, At least I'm for sorry. For a couple minutes. <laughs> Yellow. So let's go to our next match as it's chronic. C- c- chronic. Which, by the way. I'm so tired of hearing that music. We don't get it. We get like a generic brand now. Well, I'm tired of the real one too. The chronic theme song on the cock. It is either chronic, it or chronic, or some generic like. Like they don't bother to keep it. They don't care to bother you. Versus Sean O'Hare and Mark Jindrak. Results from last week says both teams took a pin, and uh, O'Hare and Jindrak thought they won. So uh, this week, Dobie's like, "Hey, you get the title match." Apparently, according to Conan, the the oh, Plumbo and O'Hare, or it's not Plumbo, but uh, Jindrak and O'Hare, the Jags. There it is. That's enough. That's enough. Uh, perfect main event. Come on down and join oh, commentary. God no. Why? Clark does a. You ever notice like they don't even let Stasiak talk? They don't even like sit him near the mic because they've learned. They're like just sit over there and look. As green as Palumbo is, like <laughs> give the mic to Palumbo. Sit over there and look the way you do. Let's leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clark, Brian Clark does a cannonball off the apron on the Cannonball! Gin there it is. Off Jindrak and O'Hare. Uh, Jindrak and O'Hare hit a, a double-team face buster on the Clark. Adams with the full Nelson slam on O'Hare. Chronic hits high time on Jindrak, but O'Hare breaks up the pin. Clark hits the meltdown on Jindrak, but O'Hare makes the save. O'Hare hits the Shantan, uh, but Clark kicks out, so that's good for your finisher to... <laughs> Uh, well, you know. Chronic's going to go for the Doomsday device. He crushed so, it. What was Scott Hall's famous... Uh, some new guy came in at WCW after the Outsiders showed up. I can't remember who it was, but he's like, what's your finisher? And the guy tells me, he's like, cool, I can't wait to kick out of it. Awesome. Chronic <laughs> uh, uh, goes for the Doomsday device, but Stasiak hits Adams with the Lex Flexer for the DQ. Of course he does. However, Palumbo throws Jindrak his Lex Flexer, and Can they attack Chronic. we ever have an actual finish in this company anymore? No. Uh, as the perfect main event high five Jindrak and O'Hare. Filthy animals come out. It's and the ultimate jagoff. And it's eight on two. <laughs> that seems fair. Uh, MIA then comes out to make the save, but Filthy Animals then steal the title. eight on six. So, <laughs> why? Why are MIA's the faces? Am I? Everything about them should be a heel group. Because they make were fired. Any sense their faces. Because they were fired. With cause. So they're out for revenge. I'm Because uh, they sucked. That was uh, why he fired so them. So I will... They I were will, the big swole of Monday Night War Stories. My second, my second uh, viewing of MIA, Whew. I thought they were cool in 2000. Oh, yeah, okay. Damn. I was going to say now. I for sure didn't. I was like, is that Hugh Morris? Fuck out of here. I'll I didn't mind Hugh them. Morris. I didn't mind them. Now watching, I, I just want them. I'm I'm doing the get off my screen. The same me that liked DX when I was 20. Chuckled at Hugh G-rection. Yeah. So I didn't mind MIA. 
Now, 40-year-old me is like, get both off my fucking screen as fast as humanly possible. But we have to go backstage to the MIA as they say how they respect Chronic. And Rex yeah, and AWOL are going to go find <laughs> the, the filth. Yeah. I respect Chronic as well. They're going to go find <laughs> the filthy animals and return the titles to Chronic. But Brian Adams and Brian Clark can go get lost. Uh, Major Gunn then says she's going to take Miss Hancock. Well, I thought it was going to be Miss Hancock. That's what it sounded. But she just said like that two-timing hair, you know. Gutter snipe. Gutter, yeah, whatever. To the mud pit and strip her naked. Cool. So in my mind, it's Miss Hancock. Let's find out if it is later on tonight. We're going to recap of last week's Nitro of Canyon, Canyon cutting Gene, and then Buff hitting his double arm DDT to Canyon backstage. Then Thunder of Canyon hitting the Canyon cutter on Buff onto a chair. Hey, they should have better angle this time, so you actually saw the yeah. chair. <laughs> well, they redid it. Who knows? Uh, then we see backstage with uh, Shane uh, Douglas freaking out about Saginaw not being there anymore. Yeah, but mostly about how Tori, it's Tori Appreciation Night and how he thinks that something's fishy. And Tori's like, shut up. It's all about me. Um, ah, the dumb blonde with the smart heel. Where you go, Russo? Right so over. really, it's just DDP and Kimberly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then Him p- knowing something's up and her being like, it's all about me. Then a pause till the bro. Pause till the canyon comes in saying, "Bro, we have a mixed match tag match, bro." <laughs> so Tori's like, "No, it's my night. Go find someone else." Canyon then goes and finds Pamela Paul Shock, the interviewer, and says, "You're coming with me." And then drags her to the ring. You're a wrestler now. Congratulations. As our next match is Buff Bagwell and Judy Bagwell, oh, former WCW Tag Team Champion Redneck Ho, Redneck Ho, Judy Bagwell. <laughs> Versus Paz Tilly Canyon and Pamela Paulshaw. Put some respect on that fucking name. Redneck Ho! Is that the best contribution Shay Douglas has had to the wrestling business? Is yes. calling her a redneck ho? Yes. yes, it's easily. And also, I just want to add we say this about certain tag matches, but this one is absolutely factual. I didn't, Canyon has to work for four people. Mm-hmm. Or five, you count Judy. Oh, da 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 da. Uh, as Canyon punches Judy off the apron. That's great, dude. I, I Just laugh. straight up soccer. I laughed so hard. I'm such a dick. Yeah, it was fantastic. Jesus uh, Christ. The ref goes out and checks on her. Canyon pulls Pamela in the ring because she won't tag. Canyon's threatening to uh, Canyon cut Pamela, but Mean Gene runs on down and kicks Canyon in the groin. Young baby Come check. Young babyface hero, Mean Gene. Oakland. All he did was ask him who the GM of the Lakers was. That's all he said. Cup check. Uh, then Buff hits the blockbuster for the win. Uh, commentary brings up uh, Tony uh, brings up the interview from uh, Thunder that Russo did that wasn't shown on Thunder, but tonight they will be showing it. Yeah, a different is, one. This is where a they said one. that uh, they the, the TBS execs wouldn't let him show it. I actually yeah. like the how they addressed. We'll get to it later how they addressed it. Well, don't worry. It's next as. Uh, our next is the promo between Tony and Vince Russo from earlier today. Uh, Tony, the ultimate softballer here. You can tell he's a friend of Russo's. He was so chummy with him. They're so they're, chummy. they're sitting in front uh, of a up very dateline. They're sitting at the like the uh, box seats and as the uh, arena is being set up. Tell that to Mike Tanay. He's out there with the hard hitting questions. <laughs> yeah, he he has throat ripped out. The <laughs> yeah. other time. Did he or did he just get pushed down gently on the couch? No, we don't know what we the don't fuck know Scott what did once that film yeah. stopped shooting. Yeah, we do. Because Scott Steiner's a bitch. Whoa. And today would beat his ass. Mr. Steiner, I just want you to know that that is the opinion only of the chosen one, Mike Bubel, and oh. that uh, 
both Joe E. Legend and myself, the database, do not share that opinion. That's the, only, true. the only bigger bitch in the business since Scott Steiner is uh, anybody that's fought to. That's all I'm saying. Make a difference. Jesus. Um, Tony brings up. <laughs> also, okay? fuck the Blanchards. Now you've gone too far. Now you've gone too far. This is goddamn Blanchard country. Goddamn Blanchard country. Uh, Jeff, he brings up Jeff, Jaron Hogan. Uh, Russo says that he wants to be honest with the fans, but he can't talk about it right now. But down the line, he will. I actually like this part because Tony was it's, like, because like, Vince was like, we did this already once, and I uh, got in trouble with some stuff I said to say, which we talked about. He was like, he probably can't say what he probably said. Because yep. I'm sure he was like, yeah, we're literally in a lawsuit. You can't say that stuff. So they had to read. I actually enjoyed that part. That, I didn't mind Cause that. Because they addressed it. Yep. Uh, then they bring up wide Vince left WWF. Mm-hmm. He says there's a great challenge for him. Ratings in the WWF were about a 6.9. He thinks that they peaked. Uh, Vince saw the new blood with the roster, and he's like, I could come here and help the roster break through the establishment. It's a half so truth. Well, let's break down. Let's, let's break down each part. He's not wrong mm-hmm. about the WWF part. Yep. Uh, late 99 was their peak. Yep. Um, they stay there through all of 2000. But then you see the, mm-hmm. the start of the decline. So he was right that about right. that. Um, and I believe he was right in that I do believe that he thought he can come down here and get the young guys over to make a change. I agree. I think he saw, because he did it really well with the young talent in WWF. Your, your Hardys, your Edge Christians, your, your, you know, all those guys. And there's quite that's a who, bit. That's who he worked with yeah. mostly. And there's quite a bit of talent in WWF to try so to rule To around. that point, he's not wrong. That's not why he left. But it's a, you yeah. know what? It's, it's what eventually we're going to get with Cody. Yeah. He, a nice little spin on it, which is fine. No big deal. Nice half-truth. The truth has many shades. You know, don't um, let the truth get in the way of a good story, as Dusty right. would say. Yeah. Ooh, we're making movies here. Second most wicked as a bad athlete. He brings up the establishment being the old guard. It's a great story. Uh, holding the young guys back and the new blood are trying to break through. I mean, that's true in mm-hmm. WWE. That was absolutely the trend of was the, That was the genesis of Bash at the Beach. That was the entire point. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the ratings were higher when he was there. Oh, the ratings were higher up when he's been here at WCW. Also true. Russo at WF, they said they made fun of WCW for being an ATM. People are just going through the motions just to get a paycheck. Would, true. So that, however, yes, because you, sir, wrote the skit. Old billionaire Ted himself, fucker. I mean, You're the one that did it, you jackass. Well, it's not... You know, like, yep. not that get in the way of anything. That's, yeah. uh, well, Scheme Gene over there. Uh, next to- to me. The next topic was Russo being involved. Russo said he would do anything to help this company get back. Russo says it's not about him. No, it's not about me. It's about we. That was laughable. Halfway. It is. Okay. Overall, it's about him. His ego is huge. Yeah. It is true that he never wanted to be on TV. And that the whole new blood idea was get him and Bischoff out front. Because I guess in a way it kind of makes sense. You had to put him on TV. You made such a big deal about both guys coming back. Well, I remember when he first showed up, there was always those like things where he was like his back of his head. Like yeah, it was the uh, powers that be. It was the whole thing about that. But you never. It was like uh, you know where he got that idea is Steinbrenner on Seinfeld. Yeah, that's where he got the idea. Uh, you never saw him. You just saw this hand gesturing and yelling at Costanza. And he said, that I figured it, that I, I could do that. I reached out to Steinbrenner. 
I think, I, think he, I think he would have done it, to Bobby, be honest. Yeah. Uh, but him and Bobby Heenan were legit friends. That's yeah. why, remember uh, every night, every January or February, they would do Nitro from Tampa. And he'd be there. And he would Spring be Spring training row. or something. Yeah. yeah, because him and Heenan are actual friends. So I bet you could have got him for something. Mm-hmm. Just go Man. for Heenan. Who's more important to you, Corey? George Steinbrenner or Bobby Heenan? Bobby Heenan. Damn. I do love, I mean, Damn. I have a love-hate thing yeah. with Steinbrenner. As most Yankee fans, yeah, we do. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate overall. I appreciate what he did for us because mm-hmm. he took us out of the dark days of CBS owning the Yankees. But at the same time, look at the '80s and mm-hmm. see why we might not have the fondest memories of Steinbrenner. You don't love Billy Martin? And in which ninth run are you? Are we talking about <laughs> yeah. Billy Martin? Was a great man. We're going off topic here, big time. Yeah. Billy Martin was a great manager, but he was paranoid as fuck. And for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fired like seven times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if he had just left him alone, but Steinbrenner had to, he had to diddle and battle. He had to do Vince Russo. He had to, I'll he say, wanted I was to be, say, he had to be Vince Russo. He wanted to be on Ch- He Ch- was Jerry so. Jones. He has to be the reason they won. If you've never, yeah. if you've never read the Bronx Zoo, by the way, that is one of the greatest baseball books you'll ever read. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'll bring it up after pod. Oh, okay. Did you ever watch the Bronx is burning? Yes. No. Oh my God. It was good. Oh my God. It was so good. And it, about the same thing. You should read the Bronx Zoo. Great book, and it was written back then in that time. So, anyway, back to Russo. He's full uh, of shit. He says he doesn't want to be on TV. Bullshit. Russo says he's going to shoot. He says he he's going to well, try. Now he's going to shoot. That's his favorite word ever. We're going to shoot now. He's going to try and get John Rocker at Starcade so he can kick his ass. Um, Do we want to bring up why he wants to bring John Rocker to Starcade? <laughs> sure, go ahead, Mike. I just did the Yankee thing. You do the brave thing. You're a brave fan. John Rocker is a racist piece of shit. Straight up supports like the Klan and said something to the effect of like he made fun of essentially all poor New Yorkers riding the subway. I'm trying and, to remember the and whole then threw thing. In some racial epithets. And then there was some racial epithets. And he like he famously made like I'm gonna go to the the World Series game on this train. Come see me if you want. And the Braves were like, so now you're not. Is the thing, yeah, because you're gonna die, and also, um, you can say it's one about Vince Russo, proud New Yorker, him and Taz, yep, proud New Yorker. So he took offense, yep. and he said something that I had forgotten about, and that Starcade was scheduled to be at Nassau Coliseum mm-hmm. that year. Newsflash, it doesn't I end up happening, checks out, but checks it was out. supposed to. Also, uh, John Rock would be the living fuck out of Vince Russo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, beat yeah. the brakes off of that. One's an athlete. Vince Russo can't fight. Come one's on an athlete. One's Vince Russo. Like Bischoff, yeah. like is a legit like karate champion. Like, uh, then we bring up New Blood Rising. He says uh, WCW is where it should be. He doesn't care about the ratings. Everybody's <laughs> going to get their shot at the show to show off. Uh, and the three way dance between Steiner, Goldberg, and Nash. The results of the match will be what's best. For WCW. And in there he said that uh, two of them I like, one of them I don't really care for. <laughs> Overall, I liked this promo. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And, and that in part, I got I got like cold chills. Yeah. Because when he said what's best for uh, WCW. WCW, I was like, best for business. Yep. Best for business. Uh, <laughs> so just like the Steiner one, just like the Nash one, and just like the Goldberg one. When they were just talking, it was great. Yep. When they went back to like storyline stuff, I was like, "Well, this this is what, I, this is when it fell off a cliff." I was like, "Well, this sucks now." It's one of those things for me, like watching, the, listening to this promo from him. I'm like, you know what? I like this promo, but then what 
he when he goes back to pro to storyline angle, it's just like okay, you can see right through what he's talking about. But when it's when he's shooting the shit, he's more real. Do you mean to tell me that Vince Russo's idea for worked shoot storylines aren't working? They gasp. <laughs> I would tell that. <laughs> well, you know, because when they're shooting, it's it's entertaining. Yeah, but then when they go back to working, nope. So let's go back to working and so let's go to our next match. It's a pipe on a pole match as Sting versus Scott Steiner. <sighs> uh, they brawl on the outside of the ring. Steiner hit, uh, gets hit by a chair. Both of these guys are way too good for this shit. Yeah. Yep. What are we doing? Uh, so and why again? I know they've wrestled before on TV when he was uh, not quite surfer Sting, but. Growing out my hair, Sting looking all weird, and, and Steiner brother in the neon. But this is like I the mean, first time with with the Crow and Papa Pump. They were on the same side in a Thunderdome cage right? Again, or in a Chamber of Horrors. This just screams and Eligante pay per view you know, was also there. You've done a pay per view. <laughs> you've done a pay per match every week so far for the past uh, for the last month. month. Yeah, yeah. You've given away. So are either of them? In the WWE Hall of Fame, Sting or the Steiners? Sting is. Sting. Sting is. Sting is. Steiners will never be in the Hall of Fame. I think Steiners might as a team, not solo. No. Uh, they uh, Scott Steiners blackballed from anything in WWE. Well, he'll be in part of it. It would be like the... It'll be like, it would be like those the WWF, WWE Hall of Fames when they do like also the other 20 members that we haven't announced yet. And I know. Like, he's got so much heat with both Vince and Triple H when he had power. There was zero chance. Oh, okay. He, he's barred from NXT 2.0. Oh, yeah. He has the... <laughs> There's a picture of him with the security. Do not let this guy in. And also, I'm going to say, oh, good luck. Yeah. yeah if he shows up, what are you going to do about him? But like, he's coming in. <laughs> even at this age, he's, like, he's just going to do what he wants. <laughs> but no, that motherfucker, he's like... You're telling the wrong building. <laughs> he is black bald. Uh, Sting does a top rope clothesline to Steiner in the ring. Uh, Sting goes for a double axe handle, but Steiner catches him, does a uh, belly-to-belly release. Steiner makes the cover during the match. So uh, he almost dropped Sting on his head on that, too. I was like, yeah. Jesus, dude. Sting can't be doing that move anymore. Uh, Tony just says, ref says, you can make the cover, but you need to grab the pipe. So he saves the, once again, it's a pipe pole match. So, yeah, grab the item. Uh, Sting leaps. Grab his pole. There it is. Sting leaps towards Steiner, but Steiner pushes the ref in front. We get a ref bump. Rick Steiner comes on out. Sting hits the Stinger splash, turns around, and Stinger splashes Rick Steiner. As that's happening... Uh, Steiner grabbed the p- steel pipe and then tossed it to Scott. Ref gets up and sees it and calls for the bell. Nash comes out with a chair. Steiner takes some swings. We have a pipe sword fight uh, with a chair. No way that felt good on his hands, by the way. Oh, my Neither, God. On either one. <laughs> Holy hell. Uh, so, guys, what would you rather be holding, the pipe or the chair? The chair. Yeah, I think the chair. Okay. Uh, it's an all-out brawl between all four men until the security comes in and separates them all. Actually, it was great. So like, he hit it twice with the chair. They looked at each other. They were like, fuck it. They threw the weapons down and then started brawling. That yeah. was great. Uh, I, these matches, man, they, it drives me nuts. It's clearly a no-DQ match. There's no need for a ref bump. Rick Steiner could calmly climb the rope and hand the pipe. It does not the, matter. There right. is no DQ. The uh, joke of the... A joke, the rope break. a joke I saw is for uh, the Elimination Chamber uh, pass of the no DQ match between uh, Corbin and uh, uh, Madcap. And it's just like, Corbin has a sword. 
Just use the sword. <laughs> yeah. You won't get... <laughs> well, that's a little too close to home in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. They use swords to behead people. Well, they could have in that one, too. Uh, we got a commentary. As Mike Awesome has joined it with Heidi. Mighty Heidi. Oh, yeah. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Uh, we find out that... Not t- Patty Stonegranger, so I don't care. Yeah, as we finds out tonight that it's going to be Rick and Scott versus Kevin Nash and Sting tonight. Oh, good. We get a second match from Sting, that's what everybody was claiming hey, for. Hey, we get a Wolfpack reunion. There it is. Mark Madden <laughs> says, hey, down at, uh, down at the end of their table with Heidi and uh, Awesome, they make a perfect trio. <laughs> and then Awesome's like, say with the other one too, fat ass. <laughs> like, oh, right. I know Awesome is having none of his shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Awesome's like, Madden, got it. <laughs> He's like, I already hate this fucking gimmick. I will kill you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Austin's one of those guys don't mess with. And I think Matt got he's like, oh, all right. Because he didn't go back to that uh, little right. bit anymore. He's like, oh, you're not kidding. Got it. Yeah, got but, it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Buttons, don't push it. Got it. No sin. <laughs> Our next match is for the WCW Heavyweight Championship as it's Lance it Storm versus Booker T. It's the third like, match at like 845. I was like, what? No. This way. is really early. What? <laughs> Uh, Storm's going to be serious for a moment. He's going to follow the other Canadians and become world champion. Uh, Storm. Gene Kaneski. Gene Gretzky. Gretzky. Uh, Bret Hart. There it is. That's the greatest Canadian champion of any sport. Sorry, Gretzky. Ben Johnson? <laughs> Patty Stone Grinder. I've, dude, I vividly remember talking about the Ben Johnson thing in fourth grade because that's the year it happened. Yeah. And it was just so over all of our heads. I mean, and uh, an eight-year-old trying to wrap their head around steroids. It's like, I, what? I remember as a kid, I cared. Now I'm just like, I don't care if he shoots up at the starting block. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I want to see them run sub 700 meters. I don't give a fuck. Part Take of, everything. Part of the race now is you have to shoot up at the line. Do it, dog. <laughs> Uh, Storm wants them to play the national anthem, Canadian. However, Booker T comes out and damn it. it. Yes, yes, no, no. Uh, during the match, uh, someone brings out ham sandwiches, but I guess they're supposed to be donuts for she Heidi. She was pissed. She wanted her goddamn donuts. I was like, what? Right, there's, what's happening here? This, there's a great match happening. What are we doing? Storm, Gotta focus on the fat chick. Storm with the springboard <laughs> crossbody to the outside. Uh, Booker T hits an axe kick and then, then a standing side kick. Storm does a crossbody off the top rope, but Booker T catches him and hits a power slam. Storm uh, puts Booker in the Canadian Maple Leaf, but Booker is able to get to the rope. Storm then hits a side kick and then Booker hits a spine buster for a two. Booker T hits a, oh sorry, there it is. Booker hits his top rope missile drop kick, but Storm kicks out. Booker hits the bookend for the win. This was really good for the. And <laughs> you just focused on the in ring stuff. Yeah, minus what? the. Zackass? Oh, that's right. It's the new guy from Jackass. Oh, okay. He uh, stole the movie. Spoiler. He is fucking great. Minus the. Uh, so, all that. Uh, that was Jeff, a great match. It was. I was like, damn. Was really good. Minus the fat jokes. Here we go. Uh, Jeff Jarrett then comes to the crowd. Oh, and on. By the way, I was supposed to say that uh, Mark uh, Madden almost died during the match, too, because he brought up the ham sandwich thing. And but he was trying to do the old mama cast from the mamas and the papas choked yep. to death on a ham sandwich, but they didn't even let him get it out. Nope, nah. <laughs> they shut him down nah. quick. Uh, Jarrett comes through the crowd and attacks back Booker's bad knee. And J- uh, Mike Awesome's like, What's Jarrett doing out here? Uh, Jarrett awesome. really paying attention to the <laughs> really story. invested, right? Uh, Jarrett breaks the Canadian flag over the knee of Booker oh, T. You know what? 
And then Lance Storm attacks Jarrett for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heidi and Awesome are trying to leave the table, but Jarrett then blasts Heidi with the guitar. Well, he, he swung at Awesome, but Awesome ducked. And Heidi took the hit. Uh, awesome then chases Jarrett into the ring where Booker hits the bookend on Jarrett. I mean... They just focus on Storm and Booker, man. Fuck, yeah. that was a good match. We didn't need all that other shit. Although I laughed again at Jarrett knocking out the woman with the guitar, man. <laughs> Yeah, like I know that they're boss or whatever, so they're fine. But like, God, he swings for the fucking fences whenever he swings that guitar. (laughs) Holy shit, dude! He wants it to shatter. He's gonna make it look good. Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, We go backstage with Pamela and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Pamela questions Jarrett about attacking Heidi. Jarrett says he hit Heidi because he couldn't get her, didn't have an hour to walk around her. (laughs) God damn it! I was like. Fuck! Jesus Christ. Um, but Jarrett wants a match with Awesome tonight. Oh, my God. I was like, did he really just say that? He really did. <laughs> he really did. Uh, we got an MIA looking for uh, a, uh, AARP. AARP. What? What? As AWOL accidentally walks into the women's locker room. <laughs> accidentally. He didn't seem in a hurry to leave. Nope. Would you? No. We get a back then, no. recap. Not, no, I'm sorry, man. We get a recap of Thunder of this guy, Reno, attacking Kidman. Reno. Uh, we Kidman comes out to the ring for a promo. He has flowers, candy, and champagne. It's Tori. Champagna. Champagna. It's Tori Wilson's appreciation. A little bit of bubbly. A little bit of bubbly. Uh, he calls out Tori. He, uh, Kidman says that he's sorry for what he's done, for showing the sex tape. Tori means the world to him. Uh, we see Douglas saying that he doesn't trust Kidman, but Tori doesn't care. It's Tori's night. So Tori comes out. Kidman wants Tori to remember the good times that they had fun together with. All uh, the good times. Kidman brings up the side of Tori that no one's seen. <laughs> Kidman then shows a tape of one Tori. And this particular segment is like an episode of Three's Company. At her sweet so. 16. At her sweet 16. And, and 17. And 18. And we see a footage. Pants size. Of the mom giving Tori cake. This was terrible. But she is a big girl. And she's eating everything. I just thought, I was like, is this Nick Swartzen? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> this was terrible. It's Tori in a fat suit. I was like, first of all. How dare you? Yeah. It was totally implausible because fat people like that at that age that aren't like little children, they're not going to make a mess. They want every little bit of that cake in their mouth, not all over their hands mm-hmm. and their face and their shit. Mm-hmm. So that, that was implausible. I was As a fat motherfucker myself, I was like, that's not real. I, I never just, just reach for a clump of cake. I get a fork, and I, I do it the right way. So fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then flyers start flying down of, of Tori's high school photo. Um, Co- Kit Douglas comes out, to, but Kidman knocks him down. Tori tries to attack Kidman, but Kidman just shoves her to the ground. That Reno guy comes out to attack Kidman. Uh, Reno holds Kidman while Douglas whips him with a belt. I hated this. Dude. First of all, fat shaming of the ultimate degree. But then again, we just had two back-to-back segments of fat shaming. Yep. Did we really? I mean, we didn't even need one. No. Nope. I get that it's 2000. Yep. Now you'd have zero, and good. But two back-to-back? Russo, you got a, got a point you're trying to make? He really hates women. Yes, he does. And he fat women. really does. Well, what? We have a... Uh... Hi, Mighty Heidi, we have uh, meat. What is it? The, the natural girl beef. Natural girl beef. And you could really tell that he got shot down by every single girl in high school. 
Jesus Christ, dude, because my God, he holds a grudge. He does. He, he doth hate the fat ones, the good-looking ones, the nerdy ones. The he just hates them all. Athletic ones. I figured off a lot, of, a lot of gay people on the show. I wonder if that says anything. No, too. It's not like ROH. Uh, we're going to go backstage. Yeah, I wish I could remember The Rock's uh, bit from Central Intelligence at that bar. That's uh, is a lot. A lot of homophobia there. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're going to go backstage with the filthy animals asking... Uh, uh, jump, uh, rocking around, but Loco jumps off some like structure, attacks them. Filthy animals that number Loco and uh, Cajun animals try to leave, but they have to lift the gate up as they're lifting the gate up. Chronic's waiting on the outside with sledgehammers. They hit the uh, car door with sledgehammer multiple times. Disco hands them the belt, but then Disco, uh, then Chronic hits high time on Disco on the hood of the car. As Ow, by the way. Tony's yelling, do it again. <laughs> and Matt is like, is that my car? <laughs> <laughs> Doing it again. Uh, but then all of a sudden we cut to Major Guns dragging Tigress to the mud pit. So not Miss Hancock, it's Tigress. Got it. But then Miss Hancock comes out and they all tussle in the mud. Tigress and Hancock dunk guns into the mud and then they leave together. So as a... We'll call As a gentleman, yeah, who who enjoys the ladies? Yes, I, yeah. I, I, yes, I don't understand the draw to women in mud. I, I've never, you don't, never have. You can't see anything. So what is the point? I think it's just a further extension of the. I, just, uh, I don't get the mud thing. I, I never have. liking the girls all like wet and oiled so up. Just or... Shower them with water or champagne. You are correct, Champagne. You are I correct. Just, I'm going to get a little bit of the woody by a little bit of the bubbly. Why they're wet t-shirt contests, not covered in mud contests. Right? Like, I, just... I don't know. I've never understood it either. But then again, that shit's, that's for the young men anyway. At least it feels like it is now. I'm an old guy and I have no interest in it. I'll tell you that much. There it is. Let's go to our next match as it's Jeff Jarrett versus Mike Awesome. Awesome with the belly belly <laughs> uh, suplex. Jarrett hits Awesome with the chair. Uh, awesome repays the favor and hits Jarrett with his own chair. Awesome puts out a table on the outside. They uh, throw each other into the guardrail. Lance Storm then comes out. <laughs> awesome with an Alabama slam. Uh, awesome's going for the running. <laughs> awesome's going for the running power bomb, but Storm gets on the apron and uh, Awesome drops Jarrett. And Awesome knocks Storm off the apron through the table, but the table doesn't break. Ow. Uh, yeah. Then Awesome backs into the stroke by Jarrett for the win. Well, well we're just uh, we're no longer pushing like Awesome. Got it. Well, they kind of booked themselves into no win. Where the week before the pay per view, you've got the U.S. contender against the world title contender. You have to have the world title contender win because you know that's your main event. <sighs> so I don't know why they booked it. it yep. You know, Russo. Uh, then we go to Pamela with. Queewee, as Queewee calls Pamela a street prostitute, but que- Jesus fucking Christ! But Queewee is with his wife, uh, Macadamia no. Papaya. Papaya, Papaya, yeah. And Papaya tries to calm him down, but he basically tells her shut the, shut up. So let me get this straight. He's he's your prototypical male chauvinist man of the house. Yep. While at the same time, Queewee. your prototypical. Quasi homosexual uh, wardrobe yeah. seamstress. Yes, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. How do I feel like that's another anti-woman thing from Russo? Oh, it definitely is. Yep. 
Let's go to our main event. It's the Steiner brothers. Well, think about it. Like gender roles. Like a male got the seamstress role, but that male also hates women. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus, God fuck. I feel like they missed a big opportunity in the in the in this match. So let's talk about yeah. it. Our next match: It's the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott versus former Wolf Wolfpack members. Kevin Steinerad versus Kevin Nash and Sting. They should have came out to that. That would fucking fantastic. I would have marked out. I also would have they marked come out. out they come out to Sting's music, not Nash's. I was like, let, let me get this straight. Come on. Former Wolfpack guys. Come on. And they come out to Sting's music. Come on. Let alone, I was like, it would have been really cool if they did the opposite of the other night <laughs> or the other year in Nitro where Sting gets mad and dons the white and black. I would have marked out if he's got red and black on when this came out. And they come out to the Wolfpack. That would have been sick, dude. Right? Opportunity missed. Crowd would have lost its shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, Steiner stalled to start the match. Back and forth. Rick with a belly to belly to Sting. Crowd's chanting go for Goldberg. Uh, Scott puts what? Sting in the lo- a long bear hug. Is he still a heel? Uh, Nash gets the hot tag. Uh, Nash is going to jackknife uh, Rick, but Scott clearly lines him. Sting hits the singer splash, but Scott moves out of the way on the second one. Uh, Scott then hits a belly-to-belly suplex on Sting. Nash then power bombs Rick onto the announce table. Does it break? It does not break. Ow again. Steiner's going to put Sting in the Steiner recliner, but then Goldberg comes out, stumbles, and then just punches Scott <laughs> for Sting to make the cover for the win. After the match... They're like, oh, Goldberg's working Sting, and then Sting, uh, Goldberg spin kicks Sting in the face. Nash and Goldberg have a stare down, but Steiner attacks Goldberg as we run out of time. Right there, right as he did the kick. Again, for reasons unbeknownst to me, that's the kick that ended Bernard's career. Like, why do you bring it up? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every time. I bet you because Goldberg wants him to. Stop saying it. It'll get me over as a badass. Yeah, except no one will fucking work with you, dumbass. Why do you think he has to feed with Nash nonstop? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Only dude big enough to take his shit and not get hurt. My God, was Goldberg can't kick that high. You You've right. done it now. <laughs> yep. So, an interesting Nitro. It was busy. We will mark out No Cell for New Blood Rising on the midweek war stories upcoming this week. But you can listen to it at NoCellEntertainment.com. There is, and on Spotify. But we're moving on to Monday Night Raw. For August 7th of the year 2000, we're in New York City, Madison Square Garden. Oh, really? Because they didn't make that painfully obvious during the night at all. <laughs> and, so, uh, and now something they can no longer say. This was the 14th consecutive sellout for Levin at Madison Square oh, they Garden. they can continue to say it. Yeah, they can it say that. It just won't be true. They can say there's 100,000 people in the arena, but really there's only 10. <laughs> yeah. Commentary team is one good old JR and Jerry the King so, Lawler. Hold on. So, because they always, so when they're like, uh, when they sell out an arena, they always give the attendance, right? Yep. Yeah. So, you guys remember last week what it was? At the Georgia Dome, like 25 and change, right? Yes. There was almost 18,000 here. I'm like, you still going to have to say that that wasn't a bad gate at the old like, Georgia Dome? Come there? on, guys, because you had to pay a fuck ton of money for that dome. And you got 25,000 people in there? Mm-hmm. Heard mm-hmm. that. You were defending it last week. What? He, he was defending no. it. I was like, me? No, no I wasn't. No, no, he was. I was waiting for a comment, but I had to wait till he was done reading whatever he was reading. I was trying phone. to look something up for you, pal. But <laughs> we're going to start the show off with a recap of SmackDown and what happened between uh, Trish, Triple H, Stephanie, and Angle. Highlights of the main event of uh, Triple H no. <laughs> and Stephanie and Angle as uh, Angle, uh, Stephanie gets the win by pinning Lita and then 
jumps in the around and hugs one Kurt Angle with a pissed off Triple H looking on the ramp. Hey, you know what? I'd be pissed off too if my wife was doing that with another dude. Like, that's yep. a little too close. You're wrapped around him betwixt all engorged in hormones and sweat. I'm yep. with it. Uh, we see Stephanie waiting backstage for that's Triple my, H. That's my pie. Like we saw last week with Triple H waiting for Stephanie on SmackDown. But then we go to the ring for a promo by The Rock. Oh, good. Rock, Rock starts about uh, starts off talking about SmackDown, how Shane hitting him with The Rock with the chair and Benoit getting the win on The Rock. Rock thinks that Benoit should... Uh, that Benoit thinks he should be champion, as uh, Shane thinks uh, Benoit should take on The Rock at SummerSlam. Rock says he uh, he can uh, whip. Uh, oh, he can wipe his uh, wipe uh, a New York City's rat's ass with what Shane thinks. Rock says if Benoit wants the title shot, he can have one. Right now, there's that baby face. Hey, it's like we almost forgot. You know, the way we did that storyline, he is entitled to rematch, but we don't seem to be going that way for the pay-per-view. Uh, Maybe wa- we should wrap that up right, uh, real true. quick with no reason at all. Well, well uh, Benoit and Shane come on out. Benoit says that everyone knows that he won the title at Fully Loaded and fully stripped him of it. Benoit accepts the challenge, but Shane has one stipulation. Shane shows the footage of SmackDown of Shane hitting uh, the rock with the chair and Benoit hitting the flying headbutt for the win. And uh, I'll give you my flying headbutt. There it is. Hi, Daddy. Uh, they say that Rock's gonna be, is just gonna be another one of their targets. Um, just another victim. Just another victim. Shane then shows yeah, the, the. Oh yeah, he's on this show. Yeah, yeah. Let's say he's on the other show. Nope. Shane. Five heat. <laughs> Shane shows the footage of uh, Big Show choke slamming came through the stage of SmackDown. Ah, uh, so it pissed me off again. Because they showed the clip, I was like, oh, "That's cool." Because it looked badass again. And then they, at these, for some reason, at the end, they show him crawling away. I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Well, they did that on, on SmackDown as well. Why well, don't they showed it live on SmackDown? But you could have not showed it in the fucking highlights. That's true. Oh, you know. But Shane wants this stipulation to be a no DQ. Of course he does. It's a normal title match. Of course, it's no DQ. Rock accepts the challenge and tells them that he's going to whoop their candy ass. <laughs> so, excuse me. Tonight, Benoit Rock. Part two. Part two. Got to be honest. I'm getting tired of the rock rain. Well, yeah. Uh, we go backstage with Angle walking up to Commissioner Foley's. Uh, <laughs> I just find him better chasing. Uh, Foley's uh, warehouse. I mean, his office. It's a forklift. <laughs> Hell yeah. It is. <laughs> that is awesome. This is great. Foley says that. Uh, um, I'm all about this running bit. <laughs> right. Uh, Foley says. Uh, <laughs> He was going to have that uh, that match at SummerSlam, but I guess it's happening at MSG. So Angle then brings up SummerSlam and says that, that. But then he says, "You know, maybe I should. You know what? I should be the number one contender for the title." And Angle says he'll put that request under advisement. We see a limo show up backstage. It's one Triple H. Triple H says, "You know what? I don't want to talk about it right now. I need my space." What Stephanie did to him last Got week. Her. Triple H says that he needs to go talk to the commissioner. But let's finally go our first match of the night, guys, for WWF. As it's The Rock versus Rikishi. What? I'm sorry, X-Pac. <laughs> I, I like, apologize. I, I, have Rock on, I, I have Rock on my mind, baby. <laughs> uh, X-Pac versus Rikishi. As Rikishi is now wearing a shirt. 
Yeah. Shirtless pay-per-views, I guess, right? Well, like, now Vince has decided he's fat? Yeah. <laughs> like if you had him fly 30 feet off a fucking cage? Um, you broke your ring? Oh, yeah, now you're too fat. I'm like, well, yeah. Uh, what we're watching right now, this is going to be a bad spot. Uh, we see Road Dog watching from the back as he's going to uh, oh. stay in the back. X-Pac starts the match fast uh, with a lots of kicks. X-Pac does hit his Bronco Buster. Hey, hit it. Rikishi then hits a pop-up cutter. Uh, Rikishi hits his corner splash <sighs> and stink face. Yep. Road Dog's laughing backstage. <sighs> As then Rikishi then hits the sidekick and then goes for a corner splash, but Road Dog comes out and low blows him as DX then double teams Rikishi. Yeah, I told you. Bad spot, folks. Uh, we go backstage. Bad match, Bad match boss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we go uh, backstage to Commissioner uh, Foley's office, forklift, as uh, Triple H shows up. Triple H brings up Rock and Ball tonight as... Uh, um, a guy named Joe told him about this match happening. So Triple H wants to be number one contender at SummerSlam. Triple H uh, tells Foley that... Uh, uh, Foley tells Triple H that Angle's wanting that spot. And Foley's like, I know what you're thinking. He took your wife, and now he wants to take your spot. So I'll take it under advisement. I don't remember... Foley, like every week, making sure to just take the piss out of Triple H. It's so good, it's I great, love it. it's fantastic, and uh, a Triple H just reacts to it so well. God <laughs> yeah. damn it, dude, it's so good. Like he just knows, like God, isn't it nice that Triple H used to show vulnerability? Nice, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. he's dead now, so I mean, he can't yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, earlier today, guys, we he's have not a, that damn good. We have a hose protest. Save the hose. Save the hose. I'm just kidding. I can't take this. I'm all RTC. Yep. I. I know that taking, expecting everything to make sense in the world of wrestling is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But again, these hoes were supposed to be from the city that they're live in that night. So where do these two hoes have the money and the means to travel wherever they're going every show? I mean, so you're, hold on. So you're telling me there isn't some like. Desperate fans that go from town to town that didn't just give them a ride. I mean, it's possible to they, especially hoes, because you got to think they promised favors. You know, you know, they had a dick sucking contest. You know, the rules of the road. You know, did you read the book? I'm a big follower you of the follow book. Follow the book. I mean, I got it. You follow the book. What if you don't wake up with the head? <laughs> See, so you know, you know, we go backstage with Stephanie wanting to talk oh, to Triple Carlos. H. Triple H is mad about Angle trying to take his spot and his title. Triple H says if he sees Angle anywhere, he's going to kick his ass. It's on sight. We get a promo That's now. Enough. We get a That's promo enough. now by uh, the Right to Censor. All right. Heroes uh, of the Trove. The Right to the Censors are going to fight the, uh, to make WWF wholesome. Fighting the good fight. Stevie Richards is still in good shape. Now, I'm not advocating he wrestle. Yeah. But this group in 2022... Could get some insane heat. Oh my god, oh, yeah. dude! Uh, oh my god! Why don't you bring him back and have him with some new recruits? Phenomenal! That. I like, mean, that, that's honestly what they should. To the, instead of that, uh, whatever failed fucking gimmick that was last year, retribution. Retribution. Yeah, yeah. It should have been. That's what it should have been. Should have been Stephen Richards back with new guys. Oh my god, it would have been fantastic. You got you had Ivory come back. 
right? As sort of sense rivalry. Yeah, but you need like younger people. She was yeah, sixty. That's true. Like Steven could be the mouthpiece, like MVP with with her business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just like you know, let the new guys wrestle. Ali could have been the oh, mouthpiece. Uh, so great. The hoes are now in the crowd. Um, with the right to censor women, you can get rid of. Uh, with the right to censor uh, women, you can get rid of violence, profanity, and scantily clad women. Richard says that if there's anyone who wants to challenge them and talk them uh, talk about, it, they can come out. But then the Dudley boys come out. Bubba says that the what people want to see is the Dudleys putting Stephen Richards through a table. I don't want to see that. I'm not a fan of that. I don't want to see that at all. I, you know, I, you know, I just, I can look, I can read a fellow. Hmm. I can look straight in that man's eyes, Stephen Richards, and know that he's a good dude. Damn right. He's a good he's brother. A, I can, he's a good I, brother. I can look at Devin Dudley, and I can see that he's a straight up Cracker Jack A plus kind of guy. Cracker? Jack. But, but I look at Bubba Ray Dudley, I see the eyes of Satan. Yep. I see a man cold hearted. Yep. He's no good. Nope. And I should, and I want to tell him he should have just been a fan. <laughs> so our next match is the Dudley Boys versus the Right to Censor Goodfather and Bull Buchanan. Uh, Bubba uh, Dudley's hit the flying headbutt uh, to Bull, but then uh, do it again to God, uh, the Goodfather. The Dudley's hit the 3D on Bull, but Steven gets in the ring and breaks up the pin for the DQ. Uh, Dudley's hit the flying headbutt on Steven. Why that? There it is. Uh, Dudley's get a table and gonna powerbomb Steven through the table, but the good father breaks something over the head of Bubba and they hit Debon with it too. Two by four thing. Again. I think it's the two by four. The the protest sign. Well, it's the good father. Steven, Steven, the man he is, then throw the hose into the ring, and Bull's gonna powerbomb one of he them. He was afraid they were in danger. But the good father has hesitation at first. But then he decides to powerbomb the one ho through. And he murders her through, through the that table. table. Yep. I was like, oh my God, dude. Was, it was going to break. You didn't need to throw her that hard. Yeah. I was like, I know she's a pro. Oh, but shit. She was, <laughs> she was paying her dues. Man, she was trying to you know, Scorpion King tryouts. Jesus fuck, dude. Yep. But you know what, though? I bet you that got her a free... Oh, made her in the back. Yeah, I got it. She the didn't have to worry coming, about a brother. fucking thing ever in the back. And also, uh, she'll give you some receipts. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, shit. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, just like the angle they shot it, I was like, Jesus <laughs> fuck, man. Does she owe you money? Like, what the fuck is going on here? She's not actually a hoe, good father. I mean, goddamn. It's a work, brother. <laughs> he's mad about the gimmick. So he's Jesus got... Christ. The gizimic. I don't like this. Whew. Uh, we go backstage with Stephanie going to Kurt Angle's locker room. Stephanie, hey, what's going whoa. on there? Whoa. Stephanie tells Kurt that Triple H is really upset for the celebration. Dun, 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 and Angle going to Foley for getting a title shot. Angle's like, did he raise his voice to you? Because uh, she didn't say anything, so he assumed Triple H did. So that pissed <laughs> off Angle. And Angle's like, Triple H needs some sensitivity se- sessions. God damn. And Angle's like, just to let you know, I'm here for you if you need me. Because I'm the mayor of Pound Town. Then we go backstage with Triple H as this guy named Joe shows up. Joey Legend, sir. That's, that probably is. It is. He talks about how the boys are talking in the he back. really doesn't pay attention. I know. <laughs> That's not me. I wish it was. Uh, Joey uh, Legend says that the boys in the back are talking about how if, uh, if Triple H and Angle wrestled, 
Angle would be the one that would beat him. Would beat Triple H. Stirring the pot here, this mm. Joe. He's the Hulk stir, brother. Then we're going to recap of that hoe destroying that table. I think that table, uh, I think the hoe owed that table money or something. Damn. But our next match is a six-man tag player. As Eddie Guerrero with China and Too Cool versus TNA with Val, with, uh, and Val with Trish Stratus. Uh, Val pile drives Eddie on the outside before the match even starts. Ow. China checks on him while the whole match starts. Scotty hits the worm on Val, but gets up and gets axe kicked to the face by Albert. Scotty's going to make the tag, but no one's there, so China takes the spot for Eddie. Free words? Yeah, it's the free birds rule. I guess. Bad street in. Who's a better free bird, Michael P.S. Hayes or China? El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Mm. MSG. Uh, China takes out all three men until a valve and clotheslines her. I mean, if you think of the drug and alcohol problems and how young she died, she could have been a free bird. That's 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 not there's that you're not off the bed though. Uh, TNA do the Albert splash and big boot by Test to China. Val goes for the money shot, but Grandmaster Sexay knocks him down. What the fuck? TNA <laughs> and uh, Too Cool battle on the outside. Val hits the fisherman suplex, but Eddie gets up and hits the fisherman, uh, the frog splash on Val for China to make the cover for the win. So, so it was. I didn't like this much. To be honest with you, yeah. it didn't. You just got rid of Eddie. Like what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, it didn't hit with me. I'm like, eh, I don't like what's going on with it. So. I, my second go around right now. China's on, uh, getting on the uh, get off my screen. Well, she's been there for a while for me. Well, uh, well she was Eddie fine helped PX. her. Save, yeah. Eddie saved her some time with yes. me. Yes, she was Agreed. there with Jericho. I was like, get off my screen. Yep. But then the Eddie thing happened. I'm like, okay, they make a good. They're a good pair. Yep. But now it's going to be like, I don't care if they're a good pair. I'm getting tired yeah. of her. Get her off my screen. <laughs> I, I need Eddie to do other stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not what you think it is. <laughs> so. Let's go back to the ring as it's Stephanie McMahon comes out. She wants to apologize to Triple H. All right. I, the storyline is great. But I'm getting dangerously close to too much of it on each show. Mm-hmm. We're talking multiple segments, multiple minutes in each segment. I'm fine with it. Uh, it's just too much of these two, like, lovey-dovey each other. Yep. Um, she wants, uh, for what happened on SmackDown, for her and Angle celebrating. They're just friends. She was excited for pinning Lita, and it was just didn't mean uh, she didn't mean to hug him for that long. I'm telling you, his clothes fell off. Then he tripped and fell inside me. Got it. I don't. It's innocent. Okay, it's uh, true. It's damn true. <laughs> Triple H comes out. She apologizes for being impatient, anger, and quick assumptions to him. Uh, Stephanie says the reason why uh, uh, the reason has been that she's been jealous. Uh, crowd chants bullshit. Uh, Stephanie loves Triple H, and she can't think of Triple H with another woman. They hug. Stephanie says, well, that was personal, uh, our life. Let's get that out of the way. Now let's talk about business. Stephanie calls out Kurt Angle. Fucking Triple H loses it. And I love it. And, <laughs> I, and I love it's it. Like, God damn it. Stephanie has to hold him back. I'm like, <laughs> ugh. The simple things. What are you thinking, man? So good. It's the simple things. You know, just like Stephanie has to hold Triple H back. Angle uh, brings up the heat of battle when uh, men uh, use it when they go to war. New Yorkers use it when they run from the police. <laughs> Athle- athletics, ath- athletes just do it. That doesn't age well. Yep. Angle mm. says that he respects the marriage and doesn't want to jeopardize it. 
Engel says when Stephanie jumped into his arms, all he can think of is his marriage. Uh, of their marriage. Uh, Triple H says that he knows that he has a naive wife who is fooled, but Engel, you're full of shit. And Steph's face in the back out. She's like, excuse me? Fuck you, Excuse me? Like, that was good, too. Because they didn't show her. You could see the back out. She was like, what? What was that now? (laughs) One more time. Uh, Stephanie then says, I'm all grown up, yeah, and I'm so oh God. Oh Stephanie God. says, If Triple H really loves her, Triple what? H will Come shake on, what the fuck? Kurt Angle's hand. Uh, Mick Foley comes out and he says he doesn't want to break up this threesome. Uh, Foley says, uh, Before they shake hands, Foley has evidence from last SmackDown. <laughs> they show the video <laughs> of Angle and uh, Stephanie hugging all over again. The best part of this storyline is Foley. And God Steph- damn it, And dude. Stephanie, once again, has to hold back Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I love it. Guys, I've, I, I have evidence. <laughs> so great. Footage that we've already seen 20 times. Uh, so Foley makes the number one contendership match tonight between Triple H and Kurt Angle to take on The Rock at SummerSlam. Makes sense. Uh, s- kind of, no, it doesn't. Something bugs me about this. Why, why Why does Kurt Angle deserve a title match? He lost it fully loaded. In fact, it was a squash. Taker has more of a right to this title match than he does. That's my problem with it. Like, I'm fine with it. They're not both number one contenders. Fucking one of them lost. Yeah. Um, what do you think this is modern WWE where you lose and get a title match? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, then fine. I don't, I don't mind it. You know, you have because our next match is Chris Benoit versus. He really the Rock. been wanted and deserved that match. Yeah, I just he got one anyways. I, you know, yeah, but he didn't go into it from a number one thing. He went into attacking the guy from behind, which you know, it's, that's a wrestling trope. Yeah, but I think for this is that they're two sleazy guys going, hey, I, I see you. Yeah, have an it's opening. fully fucking with Triple H. Yeah, that's and what you it have, is. Yeah, fully fucking with Triple H. And then you have uh, Kurt Angle going, hey. I see you have an opening. Mind if I? Uh, I've already fill taken that his, gap. I've already taken his other opening. Yep. Can I fill that gap? So our next match is for the WWF Championship in a no DQ match. Chris Benoit with the with Shane versus The Rock. Rock's music hits. They're waiting in the ring. Rock comes through the crowd to attack Benoit. Hated this. The idea of this, not the match itself. Just Rock sneaking up on him? No, I hated the idea of having the match here to just blow it off real oh, quick I because agree. we have I, another... I have a 100% agree. It's like, if you weren't planning on doing the rematch at SummerSlam, don't spend the last two weeks still having this feud. You're right. Move like, it on to like, the next. Move yeah. it on already. Uh, Rock, uh, Rock puts Benoit on the sharpshooter, but Shane comes in to clothesline the Rock. Rock tries to put Benoit in the crossface, but he gets out of it. Rock with a belly-to-belly release suplex, and Benoit falls on his head. Yeah, that was a little rough. Mark it on the concussion a counter. Ding! Rough. I just called that countdown to June 07, part 7. Jesus. Rock goes for the belly belly, but uh, goes for uh, uh, what was it? He goes for a belly belly, but then he goes for the pin, but Shane pulls the ref out. Oh, hits the belly belly, goes for the pin, Shane pulls out the ref. Rock chases Shane around the ring, but runs uh, into a shoulder tackle this time by Benoit, because the last time they've been doing that this spot... Rock always takes out Benoit to mm-hmm. keep going up. Shane. Benoit hits his flying headbutt, but it's too hurt to, to cover. So when he finally covers him, the Rock is able to kick out. <laughs> Rock throws Shane in the crowd. Rock hits the spine buster on the people's elbow on Benoit, but Shane is able to get back into the ring to break up the pin. Shane uh, grabs a chair. 
<laughs> Shane grabs a chair, but Rock punches the punches him uh, out of the ring. Benoit puts the Rock in a crossface. However, Shane gets in the ring and starts kicking the Rock. Someone knock on my door. While uh, he's in the crossface, but then Chris Benoit, uh, Chris Jericho comes out to attack both of them. Jericho double power bombs Benoit on a chair. Then Jericho chases Shane through the crowd to the back as Rock hits the rock bottom on Sh- on Benoit for the win. I didn't like the match either. That was okay. Uh, it was to me. It was too much of a handicap match. It might as well have been Benoit and Shane against well, the Rock. Well, it's basically the same way they did at the uh, at Fully Loaded. No, there was more here. I know. Well, it, it was, this match went ten minutes longer than that yeah, first one. It was just like, what are we doing here? Why is there? I thought it was okay. This is like a straight-up handicap match. I thought it was okay. But, but they found a way to get the Canadian Chris's right back down into the mid-card. There it is. And that's uh, really all that matters here. We get moments ago of what just happened, in, like three minutes ago. Uh, we go backstage with Foley as Benoit is yelling at Foley that he uh, Jericho should be punished and Benoit should be champion. Uh, Foley says, yeah, yeah, Jericho should be punished. So tonight, uh, he'll put Jericho against two people tonight. Shane thinks it's them, but Foley's like... Well, no, he's going to be putting the number one contendership match against Angle and uh, Triple H. Which, again, also fucks Triple H over because here's Jericho. God damn it. (laughs) So awesome. Then we go to a promo by Taz. Taz says the difference between him and the fans is that he made it since he's from New York. Um, People boo him because he's the bad guy, just like this one person. And he goes over to good old JR. Who is a bad guy. As yep. he says, Jr. Can't confirm. He says that Taz is a piece of garbage. Jr. says that Taz is just another victim of the stinky face. Taz gets in the face of Jr. Calls him a redneck scumbag. Jr. gets up. Lawler gets up, but Taz tells him sit down. This is between him and Jr. Taz knocks Jr.'s hat off. Wants to, and starts. You know, hey, what you're gonna fight? You want to fight, huh? Taz says he would slap JR, but God has already done that and beat him to it. So JR slaps Taz. And then Taz is like, uh, wants JR to do it again. And Taz is like, come on, swing, take a swing. JR is about to do it, but King gra- uh, moves JR out of the way and punches Taz. And the crowd <laughs> loses it. He uh, he punched him too. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was, it was a lot of punch. <laughs> Taz um, wasn't selling. No, in the in the traditional sense. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know that tenth one I always told you about? There it is. There was a tenth one. <laughs> Taz had to be held back by security, but because he was probably legit pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, damn. So I wonder if it legit pissed Lawler and Ross off that he used that that line, which you know was fed to him by Vince. Probably. Uh, I read both of Jr.'s biographies. The only thing that came out of it is what an app, like, and I believe this, like, what an absolute piece of shit Vince is to Jim Ross. He used to find I mean, ways. to anybody's name well, yeah. in that same paragraph. But what? he used to find ways to have people badmouth JR's uh, condition on TV yeah. like, through the years. Well, they've done that multiple times. You can go back to, like, the one, the, light, light, the latest one is, like, Vince playing doctor and let's see what's up, JR's Dr. Heine. ass. Dr. Heine. In fact, if there's anything about Oklahoma in WCW, I bet you Vince is pissed they didn't think of doing Oklahoma. Like, God damn it, Vince. Where was that idea? Right? Like, he's like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. We should have done that. Vascular. Uh, we go back to commentaries. JR wants to apologize, but Vascular King paralysis. 
King tells uh, says that uh, Taz is someone who wants to punk someone out. Punk, uh, punk me out. Uh, Taz comes. At, uh, then we see again the show. Uh, then we see King hitting Taz all over again. Uh, our next match is Big Show Edge and Christian versus APA and Matt Hardy. Also, I wonder if uh, JR got or King got blood the hard way because Taz hit him. Hard with that picture well, on the midweek, yeah. buddy. So that's that's, we're, we're wait. It's the we're, same thing. <laughs> we're it's the same we're, show. We're, no. down shit. Right Moving on. Uh, <laughs> show. The match goes for a bit until Bradshaw and Big Show are fighting. The ref tells, uh, tries to have them stop, but they don't listen. So the ref calls for the. To bell. me, it was so obvious how they set up. We have to do a Bradshaw Big Show spot. Because Bradshaw, he's a giant. Yep. Uh, Matt Hardy jumps off the top rope, but Big Show catches him and then power bombs him. And then, you've done it now, as The Undertaker returns and takes out Edge and Christian. But not with that music. Um, That reminds me, uh, I saw an interview with Farouk and they asked him, who's the greatest uh, football player turned pro wrestler? And he's like, damn, me. Not wrong. (laughs) He didn't even pause. Nope. Uh, Undertaker, Big Show, uh, Brawl, Undertaker with a big boot to show to get him over the ropes. Shane tries to take out Taker, but it has no effect. Undertaker then throws Shane uh, over the top rope. Undertaker gets on his bike and chases Shane to the top of the ramp. Shane then runs and jumps off the stage and catches himself on the Cytron. It looks sick as hell. It looks so badass. It was just like, oh. There was like that possibility of the chance of like, he might slip, but there like was he's, no chance. He swung. It was awesome. He's so good at that stuff. Yeah, he's such an athlete. It's too bad he's a piece of shit. Chuck the rest of them. Shane, uh, hanging out with Governor DeSantis this week on Twitter. No, oh, he's at he was golf he was tournament. At the golf yeah. Doesn't matter. He's still with DeSantis. He's uh, a piece of shit human being. Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, you know, underage children. You know, you just go wave that off. <laughs> like, um, yeah, don't worry about it. He rose did it. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Big Show comes up the ramp, and Undertaker hits the. Uh, Hits him uh, with some rights. Undertaker then wraps a chain around uh, Big Show's head and punches a Big Show uh, around his hand and punches a Big Show, and then chokes Big Show with the chain. And then Undertaker decides to just yeet the Big Show off the stage through a table. Damn, almost looked like an injury right off, huh? Hmm. You've done it now. Uh, I'm just saying. During the break, we see uh, Shane leaving the arena. Speaking of fat, my. God, the Big Show is fat. Uh, Big Show uh, backstage with paramedics checking on the Big Show, and then we see Triple H getting ready with no audio, and then all of a sudden Jericho runs into his locker room. They brawl. <laughs> what? Not safe at all. <laughs> uh, we see come back from commercials. Triple H is looking for Jericho, and bumps into Angle. Angle tells him that he needs some anger man- management classes, and then Triple H just shoves him. Uh, we see earlier today, uh, WWF New York has there's been a ton lines out the yin yang to get into WWF New York for this show. Then Eddie, <laughs> Eddie in China <laughs> arrive at New York at this time, so they just left MSG and they went straight to WWF New York. Eh, eh, this time you didn't have to take some jobber and put him at New York because you're close enough. That's true. Let's go to our main event, the number one contendership. For the WF Championship, as it's Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho versus Triple H. Um, during Triple H's entrance, The Rock decides to interrupt his music to come on down to join commentary. 
Rock's out here to see who he's facing at SummerSlam. He was god fucking awful on commentary. Wasn't he? He was terrible. <gasps> How was he so bad at that? And this is not the first time. No. That we've said, man, he goes to commentary and it's just terrible. He just can't do it. Mm-hmm. You wonder the weird thing with him? It seems like he's genuinely too into watching the match. He was to too actually, busy. He was to too busy. Do a commentary. He's the, like watching. There it. was, was like, a lot of times in this match that JR asks him a question and JR has to repeat himself because Brock is just too busy watching yeah, he's the like match. Too into the match. Yeah. Like he also like the thing about commentary is you have to be able to put other people over, which is not that's not his character. It's not what he that's does. Well, so it just you know what it reminds me of like a good comparison is putting someone over. Go back and listen to anyone when any of the matches that Austin's on commentary. Well, he's great at it. Oh, uh, when it's yeah. like Mankind and he's Kane. He's like, God damn, he's a tough son of a bitch. When it's Austin like, beat his ass. When it's, <laughs> when it's the Mankind Kane one, but it turns out to be Undertaker underneath the mask the whole My time. My favorite one was his commentary on Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. Yeah. These two crazy some bitches are fighting all over this goddamn arena, JR. My God. But yeah, it's. Th- what? What? Um. Jericho springboard drop kicks Triple H into angle. Jericho does his over the top, uh, over the top tr- cross body under both men on the outside. They start the match and Triple H and Angle start shoving each other, but Jericho separating them to fight each other both. So we're getting that they're not touching each other yet because Jericho is trying to fight one on one, like He's two on one. Do it. Yep. Uh, Jericho with a missile drop kick to Triple H. According to my uh, iPad, it's four H's. Uh, Angle goes for the Olympic slam, but Jericho counters it. Quad H. Quad H. And puts Angle in the walls of Jericho. Triple H lets Angle suffer for a bit <laughs> until he clotheslines so Jericho. Like, until it looks like he's about to lose, it's maybe. So and it's good. like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, Angle, uh, uh, Triple H shove each other again while try, trying to kick uh, Jericho in the corner. So they're double teaming Jericho, still getting mad at each other. Uh, Angle with the over the head tossed Jericho. Triple H is heard talking on the mic, and JR saves it by saying Triple H is talking trash to Jericho. We tried. Uh, yeah. Because it was like a uh, hip toss or something, and I, I don't mind the fact that J- JR saves the spot. I kind of appreciate the fact that Rock isn't a good commentator because he gets too wrapped up in the action. Because that's like a fan. Yeah. yeah. He's a fan. Yeah. He's being a fan. I don't mind it at all. You know my favorite thing about The Rock I found out recently? He spends most of his time in his trailer in between scenes, like when he's not practicing, you know, not, working when on he's the scene. To, when he's free? Yeah, when he's free. He watches old wrestling DVDs uh, of guys he's never watched before, so he can practice their, like, promos as well. And, like, like my favorite thing is the last movie he was making, he was watching Austin Idol comps. That's awesome. And I was like, how can you hate that? That's badass. There's no reason The Rock in 2022 is watching 1985 Austin Idol, other than the fact that he just wants to. Yeah. That's badass. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Jericho does a double lion salt. Pay the fighters, Rock. Don't be a dick. Nope. Pay him. Uh, Triple H goes for the pedigree, but Jericho counters and slingshots Triple H into the turnbuckle, and then Triple H falls into the groin of Kurt Angle. Hey, Classic Sting Spot. A, yeah, he's still in Sting Spots for. Uh, Jericho does a double lion salt, but hurts himself to make the cover. As he does, they both kick out. Jericho goes for the top turnbuckle, but Triple H shoves the ref into the ropes and knocks Jericho down. Such a great spot. Angle and Triple H do a back body drop onto Jericho, and they both put their arm around Jericho. Back suplex. Back for the win. The gasp. JR, The Rock wants to know who the hell won this match. 
Uh, no one knows who's won. Triple H and Angle shove each other, but Stephanie tries to get in the middle. Rock says, I got an idea. I'll make up my own mind who he's going to be <laughs> facing. Gets in the ring. Rock bottoms both Triple H and Angle. Stephanie slaps the Rock and tries it again. But the Rock grabs her and then Rock bottoms Stephanie to end Raw. It's a little fact. He he picked Stephanie. But the, the yeah, last person is. he rock bottomed, he chose to defend the title. Rock versus yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie Book That's how the Bachelor is uh, chosen, right? The <laughs> yeah. rock bottom, the one you want to move on? Oh, uh, well, <coughs> you know, they never aired my season because, unfortunately, I paralyzed the poor girl. Uh, I uh, I went the good father route. I jumped up on top of the fireplace and gave her a spike pile driver. <laughs> and, now, uh, why you do that, pal? I loved her. <laughs> I was trying to let you know who I chose. <laughs> unfortunately, the shit bitch didn't know how to work. Tucked her head. Yeah. She tucked her head. <laughs> tucked her head and paralyzed herself. It wasn't my fault. Madcap, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Suffice to say, I, uh, that, sh- that season never heard. She stabbed herself in the back four times and threw herself off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God knows why. I hate to see it. Nitro. No, I'm kidding. Raw. Raw is much better. show? Raw. Raw by a lot. Oh, my God. So let's go to the ratings. Uh, last week, WCW got it. 2.7, while WWF got 6.4. This week, WCW, 2.5. While WWF got a 6.3. So, uh, we will not be marking out no something for New Blood Rising. Once again, midweek war stories. But before we move on, let's go to our favorite part of the show. The award show! <laughs> Start off with best match. Booker and Storm. Yeah, I agree. Same. Uh, if not, number two would be the main event for Raw. Jabroni match of the week. <sighs> this one hurts. Steiner and Sting. Uh Hmm. Um, I'm considering the options. The whatever that match that had Palumbo or not Jindrak and O'Hare in it. Chronic, chronic and uh, yeah, Chronic and them. You're out on Chronic, huh? I'm all, I'm all out on Chronic. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. Burn one. Do you need a guy? <laughs> I need a guy. Um, Dry. <laughs> Grim Reefer. <laughs> there it is. There right, it is. There's the guy. There's the dude. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna go Chronic and Jindrak and O'Hare. Um, Isn't it hilarious, by the way, that none of us picked the <laughs> Judy Battle pup. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Canyon, it wasn't as Can- bad as it was. Canyon saved it. It's so funny. Canyon saved it. That's the power of Chris Canyon. You know, they have Canyon shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. And I was hoping they had a Positively Canyon one. I'd have bought it. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, they have the Who Better. Yeah. And they have a really awesome looking Mortis one that I'm considering. They came, they came out with that when they did the uh, Dark Side of the Ring. But uh, I really want to positively pick Canyon yep. one. Uh, Bro. MVP. Uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, it's Foley. Yeah, it's Foley. It he was hilarious. I have, I have evidence of what's happening. My number two would have been Jeff Jarrett, but Foley for me for sure. Number two would have been Triple H for me. I'm tiring of the... I loved the, pro, the program the first time, and I'm still really liking it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm beginning to get a little tired of the love stuff with Triple H, Stephanie, and Kurt. I don't mind it. I want it to move a little faster. 
I think the first time around it did, but no, this as you're having to like analyze it and watch it every week, like, damn, this goes on like a month and a half. Jesus. Well, I mean, really, it started in January, so it's like, well, honestly, they just cooled it down for honestly a while. since uh, mm-hmm. well, November really. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, say so, honestly, I mean, the angle Stephanie stuff started day one when they met each other. It's just that they didn't do anything for like four months. Yeah. And now they've packed it on at the end here. I'm fine with it. Give me more. Uh, who is your motive? Who is Stephanie? I just... I don't like her promos. Whenever she has to cut a promo, I'm like, all right. I will prefer I prefer this Stephanie over cut off whoever's balls I'm in the ring with Stephanie, but still I just don't like her promos that much. Booble, Taz. Oh yeah. So you're, you're feuding with Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. That's <laughs> yeah. enough. That's a pretty good sign they've given up on you. Yeah, it's not great. Well, well, yeah, I'm gonna go Taz as well because teat, plus you got to eat that Jerry Lawler punch. Uh, I'm gonna go Taz as well because of the fact that uh, less than a month ago you're supposed to be the uh, the baddest man on the roster. Now he's taking on Jared. Now you're bullying a guy. With, he got to uh, eat that punch. Policy. Now can't eat. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know. like cool. All right, cool. Um, you damn, look, you like Campbell's soup. WTF? Um, interesting one. I didn't hate WWE as much as I thought I would this week. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going in a particularly great direction. I don't think they're going to do anything. But I didn't hate it. I'm like, all right, oh, cool. We're not going to run down WWF doing this. But. <laughs> no. But I don't think that should be their goal. At, they're so low. At this point, their goal should just be improving their show. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should even Staying care. Staying on television. Yeah, I don't think they shouldn't even care what WWF is doing. And I don't think most of them do. I don't think most of them do. Unfortunately, it's the one guy that does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in charge of everything. So right. That's, that's unfortunate. So that's a problem. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not... I can't honestly tell you I'm looking forward to New Blood Rising, but I'm, yeah, that's what it is. We'll see. Booble? My issue is with the the main event on Raw. I get throwing Jericho in there to fuck with Triple H more. Plus, you didn't want to give away that match for Would have been a far more effective to have it one-on-one and have Stephanie be the special ref. Uh, but I think that's going to be chapter four or five or whatever the hell. Well, I don't know what chapter we're in right I now. I know you'd like to spoil everything for us, but in real time, this is what I thought. Well, no, no. I'm just saying I don't know. Like, to me, that seems like it would still come a little later. Like, because they, I mean, it just picked up again, really. What would you say? The night after King of the Ring? This you, whole story? Do you think? Do you think? Mm, I'll save that. I don't know yet. I don't, don't know the ending. I don't know the end game. So we'll go from there. Um, my WTF is the uh, weekly pole match, the weekly yeah. uh, mud wrestling match yeah. now. Um, you think he's in uh, panic mode? Yes. And also the uh, fact that, as Corey just said, that the boys don't care for the ratings, but one Vince Russo does is the fact that he has to bring it up every week now in some way or fashion. Of Judy Bagwell, I'm here. Uh, watch the corner. Uh, I'm here. But I'm here to get ratings, and, uh, you know, Raw's getting 6.9. They've peaked. Now, you know, like... I mean, what's the cat's favorite thing to say every show? Ratings, I smell ratings exactly. in this match, baby. You know, Who's writing the show? That's so. my WTF with the fact of, you know, 
ratings is uh, an issue to one bro and uh, fat chicks too. <laughs> yeah, no, just putting down all women, really. Yeah, all women. So Can you the, imagine being his wife. No, it's a swerve, bro. He swerves her every night. <laughs> She's never come in her life. Yep. <laughs> By his hand, anyway. That's a swerve. <laughs> he's he's like, are you about to swerve? <laughs> So this brings an end to this you week's... You told me you'd make sure I finish this time. Swerve, Swerve bro. bro. <laughs> I was thinking of Ed Ferrara. <laughs> yeah. Slobber knocker. Uh, so this brings an end. He makes her dress up in the Oklahoma outfit. Oh, God. Get me that barbecue sauce. <laughs> and he's Vince McMahon. <laughs> Sassy. Show me them titties. <laughs> so this brings an end to this week's Monday Night War Stories. As we're moving on to the midweek War Stories, which we'll be marking out no song for New Blood Rising. <laughs> You can find all of us on Spotify. That's right, Spotify. In the front row of Pal Wrestling. And the front row of Pal That's right. But you can also find everything we do at NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSellEntertainment.com. And everything that we do, we, we do, for do you. it for you. We do it for you, especially when Corey dresses up like his own Oklahoma outfit, starts to uh, swerve himself while <laughs> listening to us on Spotify. You know what I do is I, I swallow a whole bunch of uh, battery acid so that I, I lose the feeling in my face. There it is. No way I don't smile. So you've lost your smile? So God did that for you. I just go around and go, Buck God, Buck God. He doesn't lose his smile when he's listening to us on Spotify. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>